You have now arrived at Stadium Engale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. You know it's the All-American, 35. And as always, you know it's Dandy Dan. Dandy Dan, Ma, how y'all feeling, baby? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm, I'm well-rested. I don't know about y'all. I'm, well, I'm healed up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, Likewise, like, bro. Yeah, yeah about- Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bye week did, did me some justice, man. How, how did you spend the bye week, uh, Dandy Dan? Dandy Dan, uh, just just relaxing. You know, was able to catch some of the other football games, that LSU Auburn game, that Kansas State Oklahoma game. And that just relaxing. You know, just get my my mind and body uh, mentally and, and physically prepared for this weekend. Yeah, I had to get my mind right for the cocktails. I did about the same. I ain't do a whole lot, man. Um, yeah. Besides, uh, just hang. We had a babysitter. Uh, the soccer game got canceled because of weather, so uh, the kids wouldn't go hang out at my mom's house. And me and wife just hung around the house, watched football, and so I knew we wanted to grab some ice cream. But it was pretty chill, man. It's a lot of football and relaxation. Yeah, just just so it. Same, same over here, man. It's a lot of football, uh, a, lot, a lot of chill on uh, on Friday, Saturday. Um, I went down to Lakeland actually on Friday. Just hmm. I was to go to the to the high school game, um, you know, but it, it was crazy weather down there. Um, shout out to Lakeland High School. It was fifty-one-six at, at halftime. Um, came back. Start doing that to people, so, kids. Yeah, man. They canceled. They stopped the game at halftime. Um, so you know, Saturday morning, I woke up, came back to Gainesville, um, hung out, uh, watched football all day. Sunday, gymnastics meet. Um, so that pretty much consumed my weekend as well. Watching some upsets on Saturday. Uh, it's just wild, Ahmad, that you were again thirty minutes from me, and you still decided not to. Damn, it was a monsoon outside, and I was yeah. in Lakeland. Um, that's all right. You know what I did on Friday night instead? Is yeah. uh, they, they just opened up a Guthrie's here in Tampa. Uh-huh. So uh, met up with some friends, grabbed some drinks, and then ended up at Guthrie's. Um, that's the place to be, boys. Back at that's it. You know, good Guthrie's, box, Guthrie's. Yeah. Guthrie's. Hey, man, Guthrie's saved, saved me a couple times when I was in college in Gainesville. May it rest in peace. But it brought back an old, uh, brought back some old memories, boys. Man, we're in the we're in the middle uh, trick or treat week, Halloween shenanigans this week. How you uh, celebrating it, Dan? Since you ain't got no kids, what do you do? Ain't got no kids. No, I uh, got no churn. No, no churn. churn. No churn. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just gonna be. Uh, we have a little block party at the end of uh, at the end of our street. So my street intersects with like a decently major road in, in Tampa or, you know, a small thoroughfare. So at the end of it, the last like five houses get together, we go up to the most furthest one. So, uh, we just go hang out, drink some beers, drink some wine, whatever, uh, hand out some candies, kind of hang out, but with no churn to, uh, to be responsible for, it's not as, uh, it's not as fun as what you guys are doing. It's on a Thursday. I got some other stuff going on, so we'll be able to do too many Halloween shenanigans, but I'm sure you guys got better plans than I do. What you got playing, Black? I'm actually not going to be able to take my little one to trick-or-treat. I'm actually going to be in Jacksonville. So I'm actually going to Jacksonville right after work. Me and my wife on Thursday uh, nice. for, for Danny's event, the Desire Cup 
Ministries uh, having the, their their uh, annual event, um, so I'm I'm gonna be there. Um, you know, her TT is gonna take her this time. So, uh, yeah, that was I've been taking um, my kids in about two years, man. That's that's mom's thing now, bro. I don't I'm not I'm not a big fan of walking around at, late at night watching them knock on doors, and I'm just that's not my thing. I did it when they was very little, but now that's her thing. She goes with her girlfriend and. and and her kid, her girlfriend's kids. Um, but I'm going to be chilling. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hand out some candy this year. So if somebody knocks on the door, I have a big bowl of candy to get to the kids. That's about it. Yeah, I've, I've got um, I've got some candy, and then I've also got some bags of South Georgia pecans. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of reach my hand in the bag and kind of just decipher those out to whatever kids, you know. So some kids might get some good South Georgia pecans. Some might get like a Snickers bar, you know. So a little grab bag yeah. action. I gotta see if this room is true. I heard that you dressing up. I heard you went and um, ordered you a do rag off of um, right. Amazon. I didn't even have to order one. I just had, you know, I have an entire yeah, one laying around. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, probably six or seven of them. Yeah. Oh, so you're gonna be Dantavious for Halloween. That's right. Time out, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> so, did you just say this man went to Amazon and ordered a do rag? Well, if you don't go what, to what? the castle. Come to Sally's. I went to Sally's. I got my pick. I got my uh, my do rag. <laughs> got my sheen. I got it all. You got Afro sheen. You got like a you got a pick with a fist at the end. Then with a what? With a, with a ball of fist, like like a a fist. I don't know what you're saying, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like your like you ball up your hand, a fist. Like the fight the power oh, fist. Oh, fist. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'll hold back <laughs> from there. Yeah. I gotta explain to you what's on the end of the picks, uh, Dan. No, no. So I just I didn't know what you were saying. You know, oh, happens every once in a while. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, yeah, boys. We'll see. You. We'll be hanging out on Friday or on uh, Friday, Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, Black get in town Thursday. I'm pulling up Friday, first thing in the morning. We drop the kids off at 8, and we're, we're high tell we get, We're getting on 95 and heading up to Jacksonville. We'll be there about 1 o'clock. All right. All right. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be there Friday or Saturday morning, but I'll be there Saturday morning. I'll be hanging out all day. We'll have a ton of fun, guys. Yeah, you just going to barely get there. You might get there kickoff day the way this is going, bro. No, no, sir. No, sir. I'll be there uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to uh, – Ready to conquer the day. Like I said, I've been preparing my mind and body for this weekend for for a while. This is the, uh, the first game I'm going to, so I got to big come tailgate. In. Yeah, big tailgate. So you know, I, I know expectations are high for me. You know, you guys have already set the uh, the standard. I've got to take it up one more. You know, so you never you never know. You might get Dandy Dan. You might get Dapper Dan. You might get Dakota Dan. Or you might get you know Dantavius. Who knows? You know, keep you guys guessing. Uh, nobody's gonna be guessing, bro. Just pull up. We'll see what you got on. You know, what I'm you, saying? You, know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're saying I won't be the talk of the town before I get there. Huh. No, nah, I mean the do rag was all the only talk, bro. It was just rumors <laughs> floating around. <laughs> but hey, man, anybody that haven't bought a, a tailgate ticket, go on Eventbrite, search Big Three Roll Up, and you'll see the tailgate for the cocktail bowl. We hanging out. Um, got my man George Foster. Uh, a Georgia, former Georgia player and alumni, he coming through to hang out with us. Of course, Ahmad. And we got some other people coming to hang out with us, man. Should be a fun time. My pop's pulling up, bro. Um, Already? Okay. Yeah, mom's and pop's decided the Gators doing too good this year. They got put... My mom's from Jacksonville, so she's excited about going home and visiting my grandma and whatnot, man. But the whole fam pulling up. I got some aunts pulling up, some, some crazy uncles. Uh, my uncles, they're Florida State fans. Just to warn y'all boys, mm-hmm. man. They're from Jacksonville, so... That's unfortunate. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunate, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this it's a blessing to me because they've been ragging on me for a while. So now I get they they've been ducking me. They lucky my Facebook disabled. Oh man! But <laughs> well, let me get at them, man. What they face? <laughs> 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 oh, that's a little messy. Like, what's up, man? What's so on? we wrapped by all the Budweiser shenanigans, um, yeah. the fairgrounds. We're right there on the script, man. If you don't know, uh, hit me up in my DMs if you can't find us. Uh, hit one of us up in our DMs that day, mm. and we're gonna be hanging out heavy, man. Uh, big shots, and I think we're gonna make some something happen, man. I think I'll be. A, I'll be a big momentum shift in, in Dan Mullins' regime this weekend, fellas. Mm. Well, yeah, absolutely. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. And uh, don't worry, boys. I'll bring the ox cord and uh, bring some uh, some tunes for us. So, um, if you want to know where the party's at, just just listen for probably a little Whiskey Myers, a little Tyler Childers. You know, it'll be blaring from the speakers. I mean, a whole lot might have all that, Dan. Be honest. <laughs> We don't have a game to recap, man. So we're gonna recap the SEC East, man, and, and and update the people on this SEC East race and the road exactly. to Atlanta. Let's do it. Let's do that. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at uh, South Georgia Pecan Company. Always uh, one of my favorite people to talk about because they've got a great product. Um, but South Georgia Pecans uh, over there in Valdosta again, holiday time. Um, Halloween. It's probably too late to get your orders in for Halloween, unfortunately. So you can get them for next year. Um, but uh, but ultimately, looking for fundraising, gifts, personal, whatever your nut needs are, uh, 800-732-2646. Get 800-732-2646. Uh, you can reach out to them at georgiapecan.com, and you can use our coupon code, which is SGP10OFF, and then the number one at the end. So SGP10OFF1 to get 10% off your order. So uh, All your nut needs, eh? Um, hey, pause. Pause. SEC East, man. Uh, it was pretty much down to us, Georgia and Missouri, who could pull this thing out. And Missouri took another loss. Um, so this thing's pretty much coming down to us in Georgia. What do you mm-hmm. think about the the SEC East as a whole? Uh, who you think? How? What you think the pecking order is? I think Georgia take a couple more losses. So let's get the pecking order of how you guys think this finish up, man. Oh, it's 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 a tough one. Uh. You know, with Missouri, Missouri losing, that kind of opened it up for us a little bit. Um, we, you know, we we control our own destiny. We're gonna go ahead and take care of business, handle business. We can't overlook Vanderbilt, though, man. <clears throat> That's the thing. You know, with all seriousness, that sounds like it's something funny, but they always seem to have our number sometime. You know, in, in these in these in these ball games. So we won't. We don't want to beat Georgia and then blow it by losing to, to Missouri or Vanderbilt. So you know, we, we control our own destiny. Um, continue to, to play hard, take it one game at a time. And man, it's us, man. We beat Georgia. It's us. Yeah, you know, I was reading today that you know all it takes is Florida to beat Georgia and then to uh, beat Vanderbilt, and then they've got the SEC East locked up. So you know, obviously, this first big game is on uh, on Saturday. You've got to win that one, and then uh, you know you have that noon game coming off of a big win over Georgia potentially. Uh, so any noon game is going to be uh, you know one that you have to get up for. You can't let Georgia um, you know let that hangover go over. But other than that, you know Missouri. Uh, and Vanderbilt both look pretty easily uh, beatable this year as long as Florida plays their game. You know, Kentucky uh, stomped Missouri with, what, their third-string quarterback. So, uh, you know, I like the way that that Florida sits right now. Georgia still has a couple of uh, tough games ahead of them. So uh, I like the way we're sitting right now, and, um, you know, this could be Florida's chance. Yeah, we right now uh, we're leading the SEC East. we got four wins in the East. Georgia has three. And then you got Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee – 
and Kentucky are all at, stuck at two wins. So it's kind of a, a log jam. Uh, how do you see that playing? I know it's kind of just just throwing throwing darts at a board right now and, and kind of guessing. But based on who we play and, and how other teams been playing, how do you see those shake out after Florida and Georgia? I was just gonna say, man, after Florida, Georgia, man, I, uh, you know, I I, I kind of see, you know, Missouri, with, you know, with their sections or whatnot. I don't know how that how all that's gonna play out. Um, but I, I kind of see, you know, Missouri behind us. Um, you know, they 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 can still do they get the uh, postseason. No, they, I don't know if they, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they could do in the postseason. They appealed okay. their uh their bowl ban, so we'll see how the appeal works out. We're just, I, think, I think South Carolina could surprise some people at yeah, the third spot. I, oh, they I, just I, beat Tennessee last. I mean, not South Carolina. No, Tennessee, they got they got beat bad. By yeah, Tennessee. I meant Tennessee. Um, Tennessee. I think yeah. Tennessee could surprise some people. Um, I, I thought they, they put up a good fight against Bama for a little bit there, uh, and then. The quarterback got a little sloppy and tried to do his own quarterback sneak thing, but I think Tennessee they, they they're a little hot compared to where they started this season. I think they could probably end up third, man. From if it, yeah. if they keep trending the way they're trending. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, it truly is Florida and Georgia. Uh, you know, Missouri has to play Georgia. They still have to play Florida. In their last two games, they've lost to Kentucky badly, and then they lost to Vanderbilt. So they're not looking real good right now. Tennessee oh. played South Carolina well, but ultimately they, they're still struggling against decent teams. Um, and they still have, let's see, they still have Kentucky, they still have Missouri, they still have Vanderbilt. So you know, so they, they probably sit in the best position to come in uh, third. South Carolina has four losses already, unless, you know, there's a bunch of teams that tie with four losses. I don't I don't see South Carolina. And then Kentucky, uh, you know, has four losses, and then Vanderbilt has three, but they still have, you know, a tough schedule ahead of them. So, uh, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Missouri or uh, Tennessee sitting there uh, mm-hmm. in that, that four spot or in that three spot. Um, but the bottom of the SEC just isn't very good this year. Um, South Carolina is going to have four losses, maybe you know, maybe five, um, you know, because they still have to play Vanderbilt, they still have to play Texas A&M, uh, so they still have a, probably a loss there. So they'll probably finish with five losses. So the rest of the SEC East doesn't look great unless you know there's a you know Florida and Georgia start to slope up, um, you know, amongst each other. Do you guys? I, think, mean, I, uh, I oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, do do you guys think Tennessee sneaks in the in, in the bowl game? I think Tennessee gets a low game. I mean, they're they three wins right now. I'm, I'll go on record. I think Tennessee like that, three wins. Yeah, I think I think Tennessee make a bowl. I think they find a way to so get they it. have you they have UAB, Kentucky, Missouri, and Vanderbilt left. So you have to find three of those four wins. I think they beat UAB. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they beat Kentucky. You know, it depends on which team plays, right? You know, Kentucky's you have the playing team terrible beat, football. They're they're playing terrible football, but they just you know beat. Um, they just beat Missouri with their third-string quarterback. So they might, you know, and Tennessee's not playing that great either. I mean, they played already against South Carolina, but they got the doors blown off them by, uh, you know, Alabama and Georgia, you know, really the last few two good teams that they played. Uh, so they have Kentucky. Let's just count that as a win, and they either have to beat Missouri or Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's had their number the last few years. So, you know, it's going to truly be a toss-up. But I, I can see them going 6-6. Six and six. I mean, SEC West is not looking that much better. Uh, I mean, I think both are all mm-hmm. have, like, top-heavy. SEC West is pretty much down to Alabama and LSU at this point. It's going to come right. down to that game. So, who do you want to face in Atlanta? Rematch Me? with LSU or Bama? Me, uh, as going to personnel-wise, I, w- I want to play LSU again. Um, I feel like we have a we could be- match up better with against LSU. I just think that, you know, with our pass rush and our, and our guys completely healthy, 
Um, Burrow don't have all day to throw the ball like that, and, and we make better better decisions and, and, and make plays on the back end. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'd rather play LSU. I think that LSU is a team that we've obviously played before, kind of know their number a little bit more. And I was reading a stat today. You know, I think that if Florida, you know, has that game with Grenard uh, and Zuniga in it, you know, Florida stands a much better chance to win. So as long as Florida's healthy, I, I think that they match up really well against LSU. You have Kyle Trask will have, you know, five, six more games, uh, you know, under his belt, not five or six more, f- four or more games uh, under his belt. Uh, you have Jabari Zuniga and uh, Grenard back. And I saw a statistic to say, today, pardon me, that says Florida only allows 1.6 yards per rush when Grenard and Zuniga are on the field. And when they're not on the field, it goes up to 4.2 yards per carry. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a huge difference. And LSU was able to gash the Gators on the, on the run. So, you know, I like the way that Florida stands, you know, with Dan Mullen's ability to rescheme. And, you know, I think uh, Grantham calls a better game against LSU. While LSU is super talented, I think that Florida matches up a little bit better. Now, if two is not fully healthy, I think that that, you know, might change my uh, prediction. But I assume that he'll probably be healthy in five weeks from now. Yeah, I'm going to ride along with you guys on that one. Uh, we Want Bama is a, is, a, is, a, is a funny quote on Twitter and then, and when teams are having good games and stuff, but I don't really want to just ask for Bama. I think we can play with any team in the country, by the way. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But I think we go toe to toe with anybody in the country right now. I don't care if it's Clemson, I don't care if it's mm-hmm. Ohio State, I don't care if it's Alabama. With Dan Mullen, the way we're playing right now, I think we can go play football against anybody, and it's going to be a ball game in the fourth quarter, period. But who I would, would you guys who, who would you guys rank as the number one team in the country right now? I like Ohio State. I'm gonna go off resume. I'm a resume guy. I think LSU got the best wins in the country. Mm-hmm. They got the who best. do you think's playing the best right now? I think Ohio State's playing the best right now. All yeah. around football. I think Ohio State. They is. are they are looking good, but I don't think they're playing the level of competition that LSU has played. LSU has played some some big boy football already. Yeah, true, true. But as, you know, just just from seeing them play and execute and how they they, they you know their game they look good. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 Justin Fields look real good. Yeah. Yep. So let's uh, get into the, the Georgia matchup, man. The elephant in the room, or or, or the puppy dog in the room. <laughs> All right, before we get to the Georgia preview, uh, it's also brought to you by the good folks at Gator Kicks. Uh, any any shoe needs you need, hit them people up at thegatorkicks.com. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. They're doing custom shoes. They got the Ahmad legendary gear. They got the Brandon Spikes uh, legendary gear. Yeah, so anything you need, uh, customized or any shoes uh, that they may have now, the Jordan 4s, any other Jordans, hit them guys up, thegatorkicks.com, for all your fly gear. We out here, you know? So let's get into this Georgia game. Um, Dan Muller had his presser today, and uh, one, of the, one of the key things he mentioned that everybody was worried about was the defensive lineman being back, Dan, you just emphasized on that with Grenard and, and Zuniga being out, what, what type of guys we're missing, the type of production we're missing. So those two guys are back. How do you – do you think they're 100% healthy? He's not giving an indication of, of their health. Um, do you think they're 100% healthy? And what do you think the rotation looks like behind them with uh, Zach Carter and Moon? Yeah, you know, I don't think that they are going to be 100% healthy, but I'm not sure who is 100% healthy this time of year. Um, Jonathan Grenard said that he's at about 85 to 90% right now. 
Uh, so, you know, give them a couple more days, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's 90, 95%, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, these guys are, are going to tough it out. You know, I, I, I like being able to ha- obviously have, you know, two weeks off for them, three weeks off for them, you know, it was going to be, it w- was big. Um, we needed that. We really need them in this game. You know, when you're talking about containing a, a rush offense, you know, Georgia relies so heavily on that that rush offense that you know if you can stop Swift and you force Fromm to beat you through the air, I really like Florida's chances. So you know with Zuniga back, with Grenard back, uh, you know with the team getting some reps with Zach Carter and, and Jeremiah Moon getting some more reps under their belt, I really like Florida's ability to be able to at least contain their run. I don't think that we're going to be able to completely stop them. I think that they're going to break some you know they're going to break some decent runs, but it's kind of that bend don't break mentality. And you know Florida sits in so much better of a, of a situation you know, with Grenard and Zuniga back rather than either just one or obviously neither one of them, obviously, Captain Obvious. But. And the big part of that bend don't break thing is going to be our secondary making tackles. With we have tackles. Yeah, this is, tackle. this is a guy that can go to the crib. Uh, this is not a guy you can take bad angles on and miss because he can hit the home run. So I think us bending and not breaking is going to be uh, real, real important with our linebackers and our safeties, man. Uh, they got to make tackles this week because I don't think they could drop from back and and go toe for toe with us, toe to toe with us if we get in the shootout. No, nah, and they don't even got the wide receivers to, to even do that. So, um, yeah, we we just got to stay healthy. Um, a big thing for us is like like you say, Silk, is to stop the run. We have to stop the run. And Dan, you said it as well. I don't think we're gonna completely shut the run out. They're gonna make some good plays and some big plays. Um, they're Georgia, you know, that's why those guys are on scholarship as well. But we have to tackle the football and we tackle the football and get to the next down. You never know what can happen. I remember one year we played Georgia and uh, they threw a long pass to uh, AJ Green over Janoris Jenkins. Um, and we tackled the football the next play. Um, we got a turnover, you know, so you just got to tackle the football and get to the next down because um, you never know what can happen. Absolutely. And speaking of injuries, Kadarius Tony is reportedly back. He practiced last week. Because he's been out a while, Dan want him to practice, get back in a little bit game shape. So Kadarius Tony's back. Do you expect any surprises out of Kadarius Tony, or what do you think his uh, production is like for, with his first game back? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll answer. That. Oh, go, hold on one second before that. Um, just quickly going back to that, you know, I think one of the other battles you have to look out for is, is Georgia leads the country in fewest sacks allowed. They've only had four sacks um, allowed per game through through seven games, and Florida's averaging nearly four sacks per game um, on defense. So it's going to be interesting to see who wins out between those two. Florida has been able to really dominate, you know, some games where they've been able to get to the quarterback, and that's going to be huge for Florida. So getting Zuniga and, and Grenard are big for that reason too. But that's going to be a obviously a big matchup to watch for. So, you know, again, forcing from to, to throw on the run, uh, where obviously he hasn't had to do a lot of that this year. And then when he did get a little bit of pressure on him, you know, against, uh, you know, South Carolina, he, or when some pressure came uh, against with uh, South Carolina, he, he did make some, some bad throws or some poor decisions. So you got to be, uh, you know, you got to make sure you focus on that. But, you know, with Tony coming back, you know, I, I mentioned this last week or the week before, I, him coming back is obviously big because I think teams have to scheme around him uh, with him being on the field. But, but again, I think with, with Hammond, you know, stepping up and, and Swain stepping up in their absence and Copeland stepping up, you know, I, I liked Tony to be out there, you know, and I, I like to use him as a decoy, but I don't want to, I, I want to make sure we're not changing our offense to accommodate him. Um, I don't think he is, 
I, I think he's an electric player, but I think, you know, I've mentioned this before, he's a big East-West runner, um, and I want to make sure that we're, we're doing a lot more North-South running because, you know, Jordan has some great defenders that are, you know, if you're you're prancing around in the uh, the backfield, you know, have the ability to close in and, and tackle for big losses. So want to make sure that we're, we're careful about that. Yeah, I think uh, Darius Tony gets some looks in some wildcat. I wouldn't be surprised if Dan throw in some trick plays as far as like a jet sweep pass or reverse pass with Darius Tony or something. Because, like you said, defense is key on him. I think all eyes gonna be on him when he get the ball. And I think Dan that got some tricks up his sleeve when he draw them in. And Darius Tony played quarterback in, in high school. He has a decent arm, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a pass out of Darius Tony during this game. I just you know Darius Tony. I think he uh. You know, I, I don't think they're going to rush him t- too much and, and, and try to do too much with him. I think they will have a game plan, um, you know, in place for him. Um, we have to get him the ball. We, You know, he's one of our, our best players. So um, getting him to ball, getting him the ball will be vital this weekend. Um, I think it's going to happen uh, quite a few times, though. Absolutely. Let's let's do some comparisons, man. Um, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, when you say one of our best players, you mean with the ball in his hands or in terms of versatility – because I'm just not sure who you necessarily take those those passes or you know those those handoffs from, right? I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess that's well, my biggest question is. He, I mean, with the ball in his hand, Dan, he's he's one of the most electrifying players on our team, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's probably that for the last what two, three years he's been there. So mm-hmm. um, I I just feel like we need to get the ball in his hands. Every you know majority of the time we get the ball in his hands, he he makes something happen. So um you know we, not a ton, you know mm-hmm. nothing different than what you know what we used to. But uh you know I I think you know we should let the ball get in his hands and see what he can do. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's my biggest question is where we get where he gets the ball from, right? You know he's had a. You know, obviously got injured. You know, he has, what, three receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Um, He has four rushing attempts for three yards. Um, I'm just not sure. You know, I obviously wanted to get the ball because I do think he's electric, but I'm just not sure where you take that the the ball from. Uh, You know, I really like the way the Florida's offense is clicking right now. I I love, you know, the play of Pitts. I love, you know, Swain has really stepped up. Jefferson, you know, absolutely ate against Stingley, um, who for some reason LSU fans think is – you know, out of this world, good. Uh, even, though he best hat, thing bread. even though he tapped his hat after a couple of plays against Van Jefferson, uh, you know, Grimes is starting coming to his own, and Josh Hammond is playing really consistent. And you still have, you know, Jacob Copeland, who's done more, Tyree Cleveland. So you you have a lot of these players that have been able to really step up in his absence. So, you know, if he's going to get out there, you know, I want it to be, you know, to augment something else that they're not doing rather than potentially taking the ball away from those guys. Just because, like I said, I like Tony a lot, but, you know, I'm just not sure who you who you take the ball from. I mean, Florida I only has you know a finite number of plays per game. I mean, they're they're doing. I, don't even, I wish I, I can't find it right now, but you know they're not running that many plays on offense. It's not like a uh, you know a, a, an air raid type offense. So they're you know they're running 60, 80, 70, 60, 71, 57, 74, or 55 plays this this season. So you know I'm not sure who you take the ball from. I guess that's my biggest question. I don't think you really have to take the ball from anybody. I just think you got to have him two or three design plays a game. That's about it. I, I think like a lot of the takes over the summer was like, oh, we got to get the ball, turn the ball ten times. Yeah, I think sure. that's out of the question at this point sure. in the season. Uh, I think you mm-hmm. just have a couple design plays and, in the archive for him. I'm pretty sure Dan's going to want to use him for something. Um, same thing with Crow. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he throw a ball. Dan's going to do a trigger. We started off last year with a flea flicker. 
uh, in this same game. I just know Dan Mullen's got some packages that we haven't seen. And he's going to pull them out this week. If we got in the shootout, I feel real comfortable with Kyle Trask out shooting out Jake Fromm. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And, and I also believe that also, too, because I, I feel like our wide receivers are better than theirs. We got way, mm-hmm. way more depth at wide receiver and Kyle Pitts is a, is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely. The whole wide receiver room is a problem. Um, Jacob Copeland's came on as late as of late. Uh, like you said, Kyle Pitts. We could go four or five wide. It's going to be hard for them to match up, man. I, I feel real good about this game. Only thing we got to do is, is stop the run and limit our turnovers, and I think we walk away with this game, man. It's not going to be easy. We got to show up and play football. That's just how it goes, man. Offensive yeah, game it, plan. I also like the idea of a shovel pass this game, too. You know, you haven't seen it. Um, you know, this might be one of those ripe opportunities for uh, for a Kyle Pitts shovel pass, or maybe a Lucas Kroll shovel pass, maybe a Kamori Gamble, you know, to really throw them off. But this yeah, might catch, be that game. Catch them off guard. I know one thing, though. Let's just punt them the ball and win field position. I don't want no fake punts or nothing like that. I, I mean, not this game. Not, not right you now. You hear that, Tommy? I know Tommy's a big fan of his podcast, so that's from my mom. Not, not, not this week. Because, <laughs> look, we, 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 flipped, we flipped the field position. I, I think we, uh, we play very well with them backed up. I don't think Fromm's going to go you know, 80 yards, 95 yards, 90 yards to, to score. That ain't happening. So, you know, we, we can't get none. Don't force none. Punt the ball. Let's play field position. How do you think um, Dan Mullen attacks this game? What do you think his game plan is? On offense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, on offense, I, I think it's a lot of the same. You know, uh, you know, Florida just has to consistently – you know, as their offensive line is getting better, you know, they have to be able to just continuously, you know, make sure they're not moving away from the run. And we, as a def- or as an offensive line, need to make sure, you know, that they're creating those holes or creating those opportunities. I think throwing, and this is maybe what I was getting at earlier with Kadarius Tony, is I think that he might be out there as a decoy a little bit more often than people think just because he is so electric. You know, if you do that, you take a guy, you know, maybe they're their nickel or one of their safeties away from the line of scrimmage. And that's when you give the opportunity for, for, for Florida to really, um, you know, potentially, you know, do well, you know, they don't need to run for 200 yards or anything else, but you know, they definitely need to make sure that they're rushing the ball to, you know, to open up the, the opportunities. They've let up 142 yards against South Carolina, 160 yards against Kentucky. So, you know, four and, and four and a half yards per carry. So, you know, if Florida can do something like that. I absolutely think that, you know, through the air, they can, you know, I think that they can they can do well against Georgia, and I think that they can put up points. You know, they were able to put up points against LSU, against South Carolina, against some other teams that I think have just as strong defenses as, as Georgia. Yeah, I, I think we we definitely need to run the ball a little bit, uh, so uh, to get to get a, the, the balanced game plan. We cannot become one dimensional. We can become the one dimensional. Um, they, they, they're just gonna tee off. Uh, we we got to be able to establish some type of run. Um, you know, where we pick up three, you know, four yards, you know, here and there, and uh. And, and that'll open up our passing game and our play action. Yeah, I think um, Kirby Smart's going – I think he knows his front four isn't that great. Um, they're, they're good football players, but then they haven't been getting after the quarterback like they wanted to. They wanted to this season. So I think Kirby's going to blitz quite a bit. So I, I need Kyle Trash to, to have his hot reads on point. Just do what he do. Go through his checks. And just make the right plays, man. Take care of the ball, play within the system. Don't force anything. 
because the game's going to be there. Dan's going to scheme guys open. He just got to just go through his checks and, and do what we got to do. And I think we walk away with a win, man. I'm feeling good. But we got uh, Rennie Curran, former linebacker for the University of Georgia. Let's bring him on and kick it and talk about this game, man. Let's show. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. First time on Stadium Gale, former Georgia linebacker, Georgia great, Randy Kern. What's up, man? What's going on? Doing good, man. Glad to be on. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Me and Randy played together in Tampa for a little bit, man. He's a great guy. Um, he does a lot in this community. Um, you, know, you should follow this guy on Instagram. Randy, what's your Instagram? Instagram is at Randy Kern, R-E-N-N-I-E-C-U-R-R-A-N. For sure. All right, man. We're going to get into this matchup, man. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Georgia and, uh, you know, how you, how they're looking this year. Um, I know they had a few close games. I know they lost one. Um, but overall, how they're looking? I mean, they're looking good for the most part, man. Uh, but when, it, when you take into account the expectations that we had going into the season, well, uh, especially in regards to, like, how much talent we have on the field, you know, we got five stars for days. They're not really meeting, you know, the, the full extent of their potential, I feel like. So there's a lot of definite – gaps like defensively and offensively like when you look at us defensively we're not um i feel like especially pass defense wise uh teams have been able to come in get a lot of explosive plays in on us and that's been you know really exposing us to be honest and then uh you know you look at offensively when you talk about explosive plays with the amount of talent we have and the speed that we have we haven't been uh, able to really put those explosive plays on the field as well so i'm hoping that this game against you guys, man, is a game where we really come out and finally show what we're able to do. I mean, we, we were able to do a few things against Notre Dame, and that's the first real big test we had. But overall, I feel like we haven't played to, like, the peak of our potential. And that, that to me, has a lot to do with leadership. Like, you have the talent, but you're not really, you know, consistent. That, to me, is about, you know, says something about the player-to-player leadership. So I think, like, guys just really have to come together, and um, they have to come out with their heads on fire, man, from the start because that's going to make a difference. You know how it is, man, playing this game. It's all about, uh, all about who builds momentum and uh, who gets the earliest start. So it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. Now, you, my man James Coley took over the play calling this year, and he's calling the plays. How do you feel about his play calling, and what do you think Georgia identity is on offense? That, that Yeah, man. I think when I talk about the lack of explosive plays, I think it is because – of um, we haven't really fully uh, developed that identity yet. Cody's done a pretty good job. But I feel like um, when it, when you get a new offense coordinator and you know a new coach as a whole, like it takes time to build that uh, just camaraderie and that chemistry and all those things you need to be successful and and in sync. And I think because we have a few young guys, you know, guys who have ability but haven't really been in, haven't uh, really gotten the experience yet, and may not may or may not be in the playbook. It kind of limits what we can do offensively, and I think you see that when you watch our offense. Like we're running very uh, basic plays right now, and um, you know, early on, we're able to mix things up. We're able to do a lot, but overall, like I said, for the level of talent we have, it's uh, definitely not, you know, to it's definitely not to the level of ability of, uh, of our players. So it'll be interesting to see these next couple of weeks. Like we we got to figure it out quick. Because, you know, we got you guys and we got Texas A&M, we got uh, Auburn. So 
So the schedule's not going to get any easier. But overall, I think he's, he's done a good job with what he has. So we just have to keep getting better because Georgia fans, that's the same as Florida fans, they have no patience. <laughs> Absolutely not, especially with the studs they're bringing in. Go ahead, Dan. All right. I was just going to ask you, and then on defense, I know you mentioned it. It seems like they're they're allowing some more passing yards this season, maybe than they were last year, at least against you know some more proven passers. What do you think that Jordan needs to do to you know? Because Kyle Trask is probably you know one of the better, or if not the best, you know quarterback that Georgia's faced this season so far. So, what do you think that they're going to need to do to to try to contain him? Um, I mean, definitely going to have to be on the same page as far as communication and making sure that you know the safeties are where they need to be. Um, the the Defensive line, it starts up front, you know, always. So they're really going to have to do a good job getting that pressure to the quarterback, getting him on, keeping him on the run and making him uncomfortable and not allowing any passing lanes. And then one thing we do at Georgia, too, that kind of hurts us at times time is we're a little too aggressive at times, and which being aggressive is good, you know, blitzing is good, but you got to be disciplined on the back end. You, know, you got to win those one-on-ones and things like that, and you guys have to get home. So I think just from that communication standpoint and then our level of execution has to be on point. So it all depends on how this week of of practice went, you know, how much the players uh, came together this week as far as leadership. Because when you get that bye week, that's your time to really, like, get everybody back on the same page. You usually have those times where you're away from the coaches and it's just player-to-player time where you get to recommit to each other. So that'll, that'll definitely show, like, how this week went. Um, you know, when we get to Saturday, seeing how they perform. What ultimately went wrong in the in the USC uh, soccer line game, in your opinion? No, like I said, it, it's like we allowed from the get go, we allowed them to make those explosive plays, and, and you know how it is, man. Once you got that target on your back, you you're a good run team. You get a team that's you know basically just looking for an opportunity, any opportunity to believe and to get confident. And you allow them to get that confidence, it makes for a tough day. It doesn't matter who you're playing in the SEC. You know, you can't take any Saturdays off. And I feel like we went in that game half-stepping. And um, once we got gave them that momentum, we gave them that confidence, uh, it was hard to stop. And then we, we weren't making enough explosive plays offensively to, to um, match that, you know, match the level of uh, intensity and everything. So it was just one of those things we ran out of time. And we, we still could have um, won the game with, with all – that went wrong because they gave us a lot of opportunities as well. They missed some field goals, you know, but one thing we lost and you know, it's the strongest stat in the game is the turnover margin. So we had, I believe like four turnovers and you can't do that. I don't care who you, how good you are. You put that ball in, uh, on the ground, teams are going to capitalize on that. So that was definitely one of the biggest things that, that cost us the game. But overall, I feel like it was the fact that from the jump, we gave them confidence in terms of uh, allowing them to get those explosive plays and, and believe that they had a chance. And with you guys offense struggling this season, what scoring range do you think you guys got to keep this in to beat us this weekend? Um, I mean, I think we need to at least put up uh, three touchdowns, I would say, you know, to, to compete and to really go in there and have a, a fighting chance. Because if we, we go in there and we, you know, we, even maintain uh, the possession of the ball for the majority of the game. But if we don't get in the end zone, if we're not able to strike, if let's say something does happen and you guys get an explosive play, uh, we may not be able to bounce back. You know, it all depends on how this game starts. I think that's going to be the biggest uh, telltale sign of, of who's going to win this game is who comes out firing 
on our selling, um, on our cylinders um, because I don't think you know uh, we've been we've been able to do a good job of being that like second half team coming out in the fourth quarter strong, but you know with us playing you guys SEC ball, you guys have been doing a great job, you know finishing your games as well. So it's it's going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be about who makes those few mistakes in the the first half of the game. That's that's what it's really going to come down to. It always has generally been like that. Sort of way. Whenever we've been both playing at a high level, it's all about you know those one to three plays. Who has that pick? Who has that big play? Who has that? You know, that tackle for a loss. I mean, all those things add up so much in a game like this. So, hypothetically, mm-hmm. Gators go up 14. You guys can't run the ball <laughs> too much. You know, it's getting late in the game. You got to put the ball in the air. Is Fromm is from good enough to, to bring you guys back? He, he's good enough, man. Uh, you know, I think it's – we definitely got the players, man. Don't, don't get me wrong. Fromm is an amazing – Athlete, I mean, he's a student of the game. You better believe like, he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be ready. Um, the biggest thing is, can we do that consistently? And then we, like, because we don't have that identity, like, we'll go in and we'll try to run the ball down your throat. And then next series, we're trying to, you know, if things don't go well, we get down by a touchdown or two. Then now we're trying to throw the ball, you know, we're trying to take deep shots. It doesn't work like that. Like, I feel like you have to have a balanced approach. So, um, yeah, that'll be the biggest thing to see is uh, how he responds to that adversity. And hopefully we don't have to get in that position where we, where we need those deep throws and we need to take those deep shots. So, so yeah, but I think he'll respond just good time, man. He'll be good. We got enough playmakers for him to target as well. George Pickens, Demetrius Douglas, um, Tyler Simmons, those guys always do a good job. So it's just going to be like, is he in sync with those guys on Saturday? Hey, Rennie, do you think that Kirby Smart's on the hot seat at all? Oh, definitely not, man. Definitely not. Like, he runs a, a tight ship. Um, he runs that program extremely well. So, I think, you know, this year, I can tell you who is on the hot seat, though. Name Coley, if you don't get this offense yeah. going. <laughs> with the amount of talent that we have on uh, on the offense, with the offensive line that we have, if we don't get things rolling, people are going to – he's the next one up. And then from there, I say after this year, then people will start questioning Kirby and if he can develop talent. But right now, yeah, he's good. People are very high on, on Kirby and know that, you know, because he, he has that experience with Bama that he knows how to win. Do you think that there's any um, uh, regrets, probably not the right word, but I guess what's the talk around around Athens and around Georgia with, you know, Justin Fields doing really well at Ohio State right now and Jacob Eason doing pretty well at, at Washington. Is there any regret in letting any of those guys go? Oh, yeah, always, man. Anytime you see a situation like that where we had a guy could have, should have, would have, you know, there's always going to be that talk depending on how the season goes, especially after – you know, this loss against uh, USC and how Fromm played, you know, people are having those second-guess thoughts and, oh, I, should, I knew we should have, you know, that's always, there's always going to be that conversation. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, it worked out how it worked out. That's the nature of the beast now, especially with the transfer portal and, and just the way um, things are right now. Like, guys can change in a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, they should have the opportunity to. If you look at the coaches, when they're ready to go, they can do uh, another contract offer. And there is no discussion about loyalty or anything like that. So it's just the nature of the business right now. 
Uh, Rennie, what are your, so obviously, you know, the game's been played, you know, in or in Jacksonville for the last, you know, few decades now. There's been some talk about wanting to move that game potentially to a home-and-home, home, you know, with, uh, you know, Florida, you know, in Gainesville or in Athens. Do you, do you want to see the game stay in Jacksonville, or would you be open to, uh, you know, more home-and-home home type matchups? Um, you know, I would love to see the home-and-home home type matchup, man. Uh, that would be awesome to see, but who knows, you know. I can tell you one thing, though. Um, I can tell you one thing, though, that the city of Jacksonville is going to do everything they can to make sure it's safe, that it stays in Jacksonville. So uh, it's going to be a fight if they do decide. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Final prediction. What What you think the game going to end up looking like, man? You know. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to get something to eat. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, we're we, we going to get you yeah. out of here. Find the find find score prediction. Man, so... That's a tough one. I know it's, it's going to be close. I know it's going to be close. Uh, I say, I say twenty to seventeen Georgia. I gotta go with my dog. So okay, okay, a little, little biased opinion. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, yeah. Uh, of course, of course. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that. Yeah, hey man, but that's though. I know it's not gonna be a blowout. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But thanks for coming on, man. You always, you know, you always a a, a, a good talk, man, and uh, uh, we appreciate you. Um, and go Gators! Yeah. <laughs> go Dawg! Go Gators! <laughs> yeah, how's Appreciate y'all bringing me on. All right, bro. Thanks for hanging out All with right. us, bro. Yeah, man. Guest of the week is brought to you by Brun Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the Panhandle to the Keys, holla at my man Greg. His number is nine five four five eight nine two two zero four. Any automobile, boats, houses, condos, renters insurance, anything you need. Again, the number is 954-589-2204. Brand insurance and financial services. Big policies. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is former All-American, All-SEC, two-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, cornerback Lito Shepard. Lito, how are you? Oh, man. Uh, that, that, was, that was pretty awesome, man, right there. Uh, you like, you, you like, like wore it with the pause for a hot second, but you, you pulled it together, man, pretty great. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a dramatic pause. Yeah, it's a dramatic yeah, pause. It's a, it's a dramatic pause when, you, when you're reading somebody's accolades or four miles long and you're trying to pick out which one's the most important. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey, that, that, that was awesome, man. You picked that all the right ones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. What, uh what's going on? What are your thoughts on uh, on the Gators this season, man? Uh, man, I tell you what, uh, those guys have been doing a great job this year. Um, you know, I've been able to catch them um, pretty consecutive, I guess, you know, with, with what they've been doing out there on the field. And uh, they they they're contention, you know. They they have a pretty solid team, but uh, it's some tough competition out there in college football these days. So you know, we we'll just see how it turns out. So Lito, how did you become a, a Gator? Um, take it all take us all the way back to the recruiting process. What made you decide the University of Florida, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah, I tell you, what, all the way back, man. Um, it was just something about that orange and blue, man. Um, just when I used to uh, 
as I can remember watching college football back in the days and just seeing that, that, that orange and blue fun and gun, and it just it just looked like they was having so much fun out there on the field. And it was just something about those colors that just drew, drew my attention, man. And, you know, from a child, I was just always a Gator fan. And, um, you know, luckily, you know, throughout that process, I was fortunate enough to get recruited by, you know, my – my favorite college and place uh, football for them. So, you know, it was a blessing in the skies, really. <laughs> what was Steve Spurrier like? Memory? Oh. Go ahead, Glad. What was Steve Spurrier like on the recruiting trail? Um, a, lot, a lot of fans <laughs> want to know. I know how Urban Meyer was because I was following recruiting that, around that time. Uh, there wasn't a lot of message boards when Spurrier was recruiting. So what was he like on the trail? No, nah, it, it was a little, the recruitment process was a little different, uh, you know, and it, it continues to evolve a little bit. And, you know, I think I was pretty easy to uh, to recruit, man. Like I say, uh, I, I, w- I was always a Gator fan. They didn't know it quite often, I think. But just, just having uh, Coach Spurrier and, you know, his son and a couple of other guys on the staff at the time, Coach Collins and um, – you know, just having those guys come around the schoolhouse and come to the uh, my, my living room and get to know my parents and all, and uh, you know, Coach Hope at the time. But just uh, ha- having Coach Spurrier just even just come to my house and sit in, on the couch, you know, that that was that was big for me. So it made it a lot easier, really. <laughs> who who else was recruiting you? Was there anybody else, or was it once Florida started recruiting you? And since there's their favorite school, you were like, that's where I'm going. No, well. Honestly, you know, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I, I really could have went anywhere. Um, I, I was, you know, parade all American number one DB coming out of high school, and you I know, know as far that, man. <laughs> but as far as any school, I guess I would pay interest to. They was definitely recruiting me and showing me some attention, and um, you know, but you know, Florida, Georgia was Georgia was a close second. Um, you know, I, I got to give it. Give it to Georgia. It, it, it was just, uh, you know, I think it came down to a distance from from my home, you know, why I chose Georgia, Florida over Georgia, rather. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to give all the top schools that, that produce DBs out there actually a chance. And, you know, Florida State, Miami, and Ohio State was my other choices, though, so, at that time. What was your what was your favorite memory at Florida? You you were there during some some pretty big years at Florida. You saw some great players come through. But what was your favorite memory uh, during your your three years at UF? Man, we we had a lot of great times at Florida, and you know just some of the games that I played in. You know, I was fortunate enough to be a part of some big ones, and um, just 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 remembering though that that South Carolina game, um, just when the, the stadium you know started chanting my name and. You know, that that was in itself, you know, pretty special. And, and, you know, right after that, just being able to return that punt, you know, for a touchdown, you know, it was just something special and just kind of show the energy and, and just, you know, what I believed and, and, and prayed for, for that, you know, for that to happen out there like that. Yeah, so uh, I know you went against some, some, some tough guys out here um, on, in the SEC. Who you think was the best receiver that you went against um, when you was at the University of Florida? Hey, so, you know, this is going to sound so funny. But uh, honestly, you know, I went against the best receivers in practice every day. Just, you know, having okay. Gaffney okay. and Caldwell yep. Yep. and Jacobs. And, you know, my freshman year, uh, Travis Taylor and Daryl Jackson 
And, you know, a lot of those guys that, that came through at that time, you know, I got a lot of work every day in practice, you know, just with different types of speed, you know, different size receivers. And it definitely helped polish me up a lot, a lot better. Hey, real quick, real quick. You remember playing against, uh, you remember Reggie Vickers? Yeah, I know. I remember Reggie Vickers, man. <laughs> yeah, that's my cousin, man. Um, I remember going to the state game where you guys played at UF. The state game was at UF at the time. And I remember you guys going yeah. at that in the state game. Man, I just wanted to bring that up real quick, man. I graduated yeah. around the same time as you, but uh, I, I played in West Palm. My cousin, I'm from Belglade. So I just remember going yeah. to that game, man. Y'all boys went at it. Yeah, man, that, that was a special game, man. And it, it just unfortunate enough, you know, that next year we were supposed to have a back-to-back, you know, showing with them. But we didn't quite hold it up our end of the bargain and make it back. We, we got put out the game before the state. But uh, it would have been a back-to-back, fair glaze and rings, you know, uh, title fight. <laughs> okay, okay. So, what, yeah. Lito, what was your, what, what was your okay. favorite rivalry to play in? Um, whew, uh, I, I have to say it was a, a Florida-Georgia rivalry. Um, yeah. I think just because also it was played in my hometown in Jacksonville, and, you know, I, I had some pretty good games, every game against Georgia. So, you know, that just made it that much more special. And uh, fortunate enough, we won all of them. But, um, you know, so I, I went 3-0. I ended up as a true junior. But uh, I went undefeated against Georgia, so I don't want to rub that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah. Hey, Lito, what, what was your best interception uh, at the University of Florida? And uh, why was it your best interception? Or your favorite? I mean, shoot, since we're talking about uh, Georgia, you know, I mean, I actually came against Georgia. Okay. Um, uh, it, it was just uh, one of those. It was Actually, this was a tough game, and uh, Georgia was actually giving it to us a little bit. Um, I think they were up a score, and um, – the momentum was going their way, and they was actually driving in uh, and, and controlling the clock before the half to, to try to score again. And just in, in the midst of that drive, I was able to come up with an interception. And, uh, you know, I didn't score on it, but I got us back in pretty good field position. Uh, I returned like 67 yards and got it back, you know, inside the 30, uh, 35 or so. And gave us a good chance, and we, we was able to punch it in on a couple of tries and, you know, that kind of changed the momentum of that game, really, honestly. Okay. So, I get asked this question a lot. Um, I'm, I'm sure you probably got asked a, a time or two this question. Um, what For the people that's listening who, who don't understand, what's the biggest difference you feel like um, from the college game to the NFL game? Uh, you know, um, I, I would say from, from a mindset, you know, the thing that I kind of – seeing what was the difference was just the love for the game and the reasons why you're playing it. Um, that, that made it to me a lot funner in college. Um, you know, just, just not having the pressure because, you know, the, the game changes and it, and when I say changes, the, 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 the passion behind it, the, the, the reasons you're being pushed, you know, the whole makeup around preparing for the game, that ultimately changes, you know, the higher level of competition you get. And you just really have to find different reasons to really fall in love and, and stay, you know, with that edge for the game like that from collegiate to the pros. How fast is the uh, the game speed in the NFL compared to what you saw at the University of Florida? I, me personally, it was a tad bit faster. I didn't really see too, too, too much of a difference. 
um, to where I couldn't adjust yeah. to it. I think the most uh, thing that was that was different for me was the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are, you know, they're good in the SEC, but it, it's times ten <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, you, you know, I, I just that, that's that's right, but I think it's at every position. <laughs> um, just the overall skill level and the demands of, of of trying to you know check each 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 play. Uh, well, in my case, just playing you know corner and some of the demands of, of having to be perfect each play against quality uh, talent. You know, every day, every game, and, and every play. And um, the 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 I guess room for error is so much smaller at the next level. I mean, you know, you can you can have guys covering and they still sneak balls in there. You know, guys are so talented and quarterbacks are so accurate. So, uh, you know, yeah, that, that room for that, that margin of error is, is, is very tiny, you know, that, that higher level you get to. For sure. What's up? Hey, Lita, what was your – go ahead, Amon. No, I was, I was going to say, what's this my last one uh, for you, Lito? I'm sorry. Uh, what, what's your the uh, your your best reason to come back to Gainesville? Um, is it the, the, the visit? You know, the fans. Is it the, to go to the football game? Is it the tailgate? Um, is it you know, just the environment? Yeah, you, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think you know whenever you play this game, you know, I guess as long as we've played it and. Uh, you know, with the passion you play at it and just doing the things that you've done throughout that process, you build connections, you build relationships, you build family and you build camaraderie and, and uh, different things like that. And just being able to be a part of something that you help, you know, you know, uh, help build upon, you know, as far as the history and the legacy of a, of a team, of an organization, of a university, it's always uh, more special when 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 that entity show love back to the to the people sure. that helped build that 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 bully so to say <laughs> you know and uh, just just having that ability to come back and you know university show us so much love and uh, and, and incorporators to the magnitude that they do you know it's just a great feeling and it just makes you want to continue to uh, vouch for the university and bring in, you know, great talent and vouch for it. And, you know, I've got my kids brainwashed, you know, to be future Gators. So, oh, you know, yeah, it just means sure. a lot. You know? Absolutely. Dan, you, ain't got no, Dan, you ain't got no churn yet, but when you get some churn, Dan. No churn, yeah. yeah. No churn <laughs> for me, yeah. It's nonsense. Lino, you know, they've been teaching me a word of the week for the last, like, four weeks in a row. I'm getting there. The churn, candy lady house, you know, what else we learned? Ah, ah. We talked about scrapers. We talked talked about Big all sorts time, of stuff. Man. Hey, yeah, he really yeah. <laughs> he's speeding, ain't he? Uh, you know, he over here speeding. Yeah. Better to the better. <laughs> oh, uh, no idea. No idea what you're talking about. Um, so, hey, Lito, you were. Um, you were the DB coach on the uh, the Orlando Apollos there in the AAF. What was that experience like? And do you think you're going to do some more coaching? Do you want to get more into coaching, or, or what are your, what are your thoughts there? I, I guess you can, if you want to call it that. But that was just an opportunity, you know. I just appreciate <laughs> yeah. just being a part of, you know, learning that system and, and operations, and you know, just hopefully kind of use that experience just to help me uh, try to build on it in, in, in the future, you know. You think you you want? Do you think you're going to get more into coaching? Do you want to coach in the NFL? You want to coach in college? What are your uh, thoughts? You know that that's one thing that I just haven't really thought about to that magnitude. 
Um, you know, I'm still, you know, trying to finish a college degree here. I left as a true junior. So, you know, it's just different steps that, you know, you have to take before even that, any of that become a possibility. I got you. I got you. Hey, what was the experience like? I know that you were probably, I think you were the first or one of the first honorary Mr. Tubits. What was that experience like? And then I know you served as a captain for the UF Miami game, but what are those experiences like? And, and why do you keep coming back to Florida to do those? Like I said, it's always great to to be shown appreciation and uh, just to be incorporated and thought about and involved in such uh, history uh, within the stadium and, and the legacy of the, of the and the history of the team. Um, you know that 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 was just amazing. But I tell you what, you know that takes some practice, man. You know having having that that one two second delay. You know, after you speak and then the stadium react, you know, it throws you off a little mm-hmm. bit. So, <laughs> you know, that took kids of you too once you said a couple words out there. But uh, it, it was all fun and it was a great cause, man. Yep. Hey, I'll take that advice the next time I get to do it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lito, uh, University of Florida is known as uh, DBU. I got to get your pecking order, and I'm going to give you mine after that, man. Let me get you on one through five. Where you got yourself at? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, you, know, you know, I don't want to be biased. I, I don't want to be biased. But when I look at, you know, how I kind of started and created, I was Florida's first first-round draft DB, you know, and that kind of mm. set the tone from there. <laughs> um. So okay. when, when, I say that, when I say that, I, I have to go at the tops. Um, I wasn't the highest, but I was the first. <laughs> and um, you're a pioneer. You know, you know, and when we start about when we talk about the DBU, yeah, we definitely had some greats before that. You know, I want to shout out Lawrence Wright, Larry Kennedy, you know, Anton Lott, uh, Fred Weary. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a, a couple. You know, uh, Tony George. Can't forget Tony George, oh, man. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, so just, just you know, hitting on some of those top corners that played before me, you know, I really uh, wanted to, you know, come and represent. And just fortunate enough, you know, having a chance to kind of, you know, set that, that bar and, you know, it just kind of opened up the floodgates. And, man, we had, you know, Joe Hayden come right there. We had um, uh, your boy, um uh, yeah, uh, Janars, uh, what, uh, Reggie was uh, corner a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he uh, played corner first year. Yeah, Janars definitely came and set the tone real high. But, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of guys that came after that, and it's hard to rank those guys. And, you know, I can't leave Key Warren out. You know, Key Warren would do right there. For <laughs> 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 <So. laughs> But, um, you know, it's just we, we had a different chemistry, you know, different schemes. And, uh, you know, di- different eras. But, um, you know, we, we all represent the DBU, but I was just definitely the one that started off, I think. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I had uh, – earlier this year we was having this conversation about the top DBs and the timeline on Twitter was talking about who they order. And I, and I shout out Lito, and, and I started getting some heat from these young bucks. I had to, I had to, I had to remind them, bro. Like Lito played 11 out of 12 games as a freshman, bro. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Out the gate. Who did you call him? Hey. A lot well, of cats, you, man. Hey, 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 I bet I see no heat. Got to school these little young cats up. 
Yeah, and I, honestly, you know, I played as a true freshman, but I only played in a couple games, honestly. Um, so my, my stats are a little bit screwed or, or, you know, what I actually did for the university because I didn't play that much, so to say. Um, I only really put in two good full years as, as a starter and was able to go on to the next level because, you know, that freshman year, I, I probably appeared in three games and probably played less than, you know, 100 plays. <laughs> yeah, on paper, Vernon Hargraves is probably – probably one on paper with accolades, games played, stats, and all that type of stuff. Because he yeah. All-American like two, three times, freshman All-American. So on paper, yeah. But like you said, man, you got this whole thing started, dog. Yeah. Just, and, you know, I just, like I said, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, 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 just, I, I, just stepping I, on the I, field. Uh-huh. But I was just going to say, I, I, you know, from, from my standpoint, you know, I know we had a lot of guys in our class um, that that's considered Gator greats, but you know we always understood how all of it got started, um, and not one time did any of us, um, you know, that that was considered a, a great that was on our team, ever say, hey, you know, we started this, or you know what I'm saying? Because we always yeah, yeah. always expected all of you guys who came before us, who did everything that we did before us, and got you know the Gator brands, you know, started. You know, ultimately, it's the oh, brand. Yeah. And y'all definitely, you know, put the bar at a higher standard because of the consistency and, you know, the championships that came with with the great players that y'all had. And I always tell people, you know, (laughs) we was the greatest team that didn't win a national championship, (laughs) you know, just with the talent we had, uh, you know, just for whatever reasons it didn't work. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's just always, you know, know, better, smarter, stronger guys that's going to come. And you just hope that, you know, when you set that bar, you can set it high enough to be respected when somebody does pass it, man. <laughs> right, right. And that's all you can do. Because, yeah. you know, ultimately everything – we all got the same kind of goal. We cheer for the Gators. So we want them to do well, you know. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, Lito. When I played intramural football at UF in the Orange League, um, I played safety and I modeled my uh, – or my, I played uh, cornerback, sorry, and I modeled my game after you, so, so thank you. <laughs> I would definitely appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a couple interceptions. I had one ball bounce off my head, but I still intercepted it. So I only played two games. Yeah, I hey, hey, Lito. after my two interception <laughs> game. I, I, I ain't going to lie, Lito. I ain't never had a ball bounce off my head. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't <laughs> think he did either, so he modeled himself after you. I don't know. Nah, not, 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 not until I got to the league where that ball bounced a little funny, but boy, hey, look. <laughs> but Lito, Lito, to me, you know, with the NFL ball, it doesn't have the stripes on the side. It it, it looks different. You got to it's, it's a whole, whole new ball game. You got to get adjusted to how that ball looks when it comes at you. And it, oh, it sounds, it is, it yeah, is it, it sounds weird, uh, but you got to get adjusted to that because you're looking, you used to looking at a white spiral just coming at you, and then now you don't see it no more. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, and then like you say, that ball placement and just the accuracy and the precision. Right. It's just the way they right. attack you, man. You just really got to be fine-tuned to what's going on. <laughs> what, hey, what you, what you most proud of? Or, or what's your passion nowadays? Like, you know, what, what you, what, what's your why? What you live for right now? <laughs> what's the why? I mean, you know, I tell you, anytime you have kids, that's always the why, you know, because you see a lot of you and them, and you just hope that you're able to, to, to show them a, a great example. Of, of how to do things and, and what to stand for in life and just, you know, hope that they progress to, to, to be, you know, secure and um, stable in, in life. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Well, man, it, it was great. You know, we, we really enjoyed you coming on our show. We've been talking for, about it for weeks on how we need to get Lido on our show. We need to get Lido on our show. So, man, we appreciate you so much. Yeah, man. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, shout out to uh, Lido's son, too. Lido's son was homecoming uh, at their middle school, and he was, and the queen was my niece. So, you know, shout out, man. Yeah, that's what's Small up. Small world. I, I was just talking to him about it too, man. So yeah, I appreciate it, man. Shout out to the young folks, man. They're doing big things. I guess yeah, hey, they right. They say the apples don't fall far from the tree. So that, it's in the there you go. Lines, man. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, Lido. 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 Best best place to get some barbecue this weekend in Jacksonville. Hey, I tell you what, man. You know, we got some, um, we got some, 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 some shops around that's pretty good. But I think the best barbecue is gonna be at the tailgating, man. You're gonna have a lot of these, you know, neighborhood chefs and, and, and Gator fans out there with them smokers. So you might have to walk around the stadium, and you'll be all right. Hey, <laughs> any, any of our follow, uh, our followers or listeners li- listening to the show, uh, please uh, write me a direct message or, or on, on Instagram or Twitter or anywhere. And let us know where the best barbecue at. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All, all the gator uh um uh, barbecue stands and uh tailgates. Hey, open up them doors for us, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's what we need. Hey Lito, you gonna be at the game this weekend? I sure will. Uh definitely be there live and in the fact. All right, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get you to our tailgate. Uh we got Shannon Snell cooking us up uh, a little bit of barbecue, right? Is that what we're doing? doing Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Doing oh, Santa definitely does his thing, man. So, you know, hey, I yeah, might yeah. stop by with you. Yeah, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. All right, Lito. All right, All right man. We had a nine. We had a nine. You know, you know what's funny, Lito? Is the two of these guys have a lot of 904 slander about football, but when you get a 904 legend on here, quiets down a little bit, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love it, Lito. Thanks so much uh, for coming on, man. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Uh, awesome, awesome guy, man. We'll uh, we'll see you at the game this weekend. Awesome, man. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, bro. That was so dope, man. It's like the weird conversation you run into somebody in the mall. You're not like in the conversation. Yeah, like, yeah, like all right, all right, bro. Yeah, I say bye and go the same way. Hey man, but it's, it was great to have Lito on. Uh, just a, another Gator perspective, uh, uh, see how he he viewed things and how he decided to become a Gator and uh, what he's doing nowadays. That's dope, dope stuff, man. Like Lito, one of my favorites. I had to bring up that old story, man. Uh, him and my cousin went back back and forth with each other for a couple of years there in in the playoffs and in the state championship. My cousin actually went to in that same recruiting class, so he went to University of Florida as well, but it didn't work out for him. But nostalgic times, man, brought back some old memories. Definitely, definitely. Ahmad, word of the week. We talked about it with uh, Lido. What you got for us this week, baby? Word of the week, Dan, for you is Aina. Aina. That's a good it's one. not a. It's not a problem. It ain't a problem. It's not a problem. Like Anna. Uh, like Anna. Like nah. There's Anna. different ways of saying ain't a man. Yeah, but uh, it's like Anna, like Anna, like you know Anna. You can, no, it can be used in agreements too, like like you trying to get somebody to agree with you. Okay. Like, that's a dope ass car right there. Ain't a man. Anna. Anna. Or you can right, say Anna. Yeah, yeah. Not, okay. not Anna man. It's Anna. Anna. 
Yeah, Aina. Yeah. All right, Aina. All right. I'll be careful with that one. Aina. And, and, and right. you at, at the house, Aina? Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? And, and, then, you come yeah. to Aina? <laughs> there you go, man. Right, right after the candy lady house. Yeah. Right after the candy lady right, house. You leave the candy lady house. Hey, Dan, after the candy lady house, you come to the game, man. <laughs> Already. There you go, man. Oh, snaps. <laughs> I, want, I want to see how you spell that, Dan. How do you think you spell that, Anna? What, Anna? Yeah. A I N N A. Anna. Dan Tavius. They can, but Dan almost cultured out here, bro. I'm going to be honest with almost. you. I hold a whole conversation with you. You got to do a wave check when I get some at the tailgate. We just got to teach Dan what, <laughs> what pump your brakes mean. You speeding. That means you got to slow down. Tripping. That, that means cool down, right? Just relax a little bit, right? There you yeah. go. Pump your brakes, too. Easy, easy, easy. Right? Deep dive with 35. You doing I was right just going to say, in, in white culture, we talk that uh, to say, cool your jets. You know. Cool your jets. <laughs> Watch it, pal. Yeah. Scram. <laughs> it's sponsored by Gibson Dive and Detail on our boy. Sean Gibson over there. Give Sean a call. Anything that you need to do uh, with your boat, whether it's uh, detailing, underwater haul cleaning, dive recovery, give Sean a call. It's 352-514-1486. Again, he's down in Broward, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach County. But if you're not down in there, still give Sean a call. Uh, has a huge referral network all over the uh, the southeast. I can get you hooked up with anything related to your boat. So again, boat detailing, underwater haul cleaning, dive recovery, anything related. Give Sean a call three five two five one four one four eight six. Sean at Gibson Dive and Detail. So my the question this week is a little bit different. So we got a question again. This comes from Patreon. So we asked our Patreon folks every week if they have a question for you. So. All right, so this comes from Shelby. So, Russell, we got you next week, bud. So Shelby says, I have a question for Ahmad. One of my favorite things to see players doing off the field is giving back to their community. A couple examples I've seen are when players go to local schools and read to children or visit sick children in hospitals. In terms of volunteering or giving back, what was your most memorable experience off the field? Uh, my most memorable experience off the field, uh, my junior year, I met a kid, uh, Ian Lockwood. Uh, he had uh, brain cancer. And um, long story short, I got him to meet Urban and, you know, met his family and whatnot. Um, Ian passed away uh, a few years back um, after my senior re- senior year. So early 2011, um, when I was at the Senior Bowl is when it happened. Um, but I got Liv Strong t- tatted on my, like, my shoulders. Um, but, you know, I... I I went to the hospital, visit him a lot. Um, just doing all the hospital visits, just you know, you, you never know the impact uh, we make on people in the three or four years that we're in a uniform. Um, because you know, for those couple hours, uh, people get to to forget about what hurts or you know why why they're down or why they're upset, and they get to watch something and cheer, and they have something in common with a bunch of people, and you know they, you know, get to take their mind off everything. Awesome, awesome. We met. We I met his mom right at the at the Auburn game. Yep, yep, yeah. That was his parents. Yeah, yep. nice lady. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very nice people. So, um, they you know they fell in love with Urban and, and Shelly, and they took care of them. And uh, 
you know, made their stay as comfortable as possible every time they, they came to Gainesville for, to Shams. Hey, Ma, did you do anything in the NFL? I know the NFL does a lot of stuff with NFL cares, but. Um, I just did, you know, hospital visits. Uh, I didn't do too, too much in, in the NFL that I, that I can remember as of right now. Um, I did a lot of things in my, back in my community as far as uh, going to schools. Uh, I do a lot of things at, at schools as well. I just like to go to the, to the schools, man, because, you know, these kids got to understand both sides of it. You know, I understand they want to go play football or basketball or baseball or whatever the case may be, but you got to understand that's just a small window in your life um, that's going to come and go. You know, your education or, or, or your degree, um, you can have that for forever. So, um, you know, I just want to re reassure that they know that. And, uh, and it sounds so cliche, bro, but it's it, it, like, yeah, because I, mean, I remember, I remember hearing that as a kid and you just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's kind of how you feel. But like, it really is that it's way more important than football or anything. Most of these guys are done playing in their 20s. And it's a lot more life to live, dog. And that degree is very important. For sure, for sure. The dog ain't sound too sure about that whole uh, prediction. Yeah, he, he had, he had, had to. He had got to. He got to. I, to I gotta, he I gotta respect it. Yeah, but we gonna see, man. I think we all feel good about uh, our chances in this game. We, I, we all felt good about it over the summer because we know you got a coach. None of these games are, are won over the summer. Uh, they are in the weight room, mm -hmm. but not in recruiting and a lot of that, man. You gotta execute. And do it when the whistle blow. For sure. For sure. Yeah, you know, one of the things that he mentioned that we haven't talked about yet is that, you know, Georgia's pass defense isn't great against, you know, teams that have, you know, decent quarterbacks. You know, they let up 275 yards against Notre Dame, who doesn't have a great quarterback. And then they, you know, let up 273 yards against Tennessee. I know we're going to look back at their most recent game against Kentucky, where they only allowed two passes, ought to be completed for, what, 17 yards. But in those two games – you know, Notre Dame and Tennessee, where I think Florida has, you know, equal, if not better quarterback, uh, you know, play, you know, they're giving out nearly 300 yards. So I like Florida's chances uh, against Georgia's DBs. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I think, I think the defense overall hasn't been anything special. I think they've been solid, but nothing special. I think we can throw the ball around on them. I think we go four or five wide, like I said before. I don't see them matching up. I think this is going to be the most talented group of receivers this, this secondary has faced. And like you said, they've given up a lot of yards already. And I just don't – I don't see them guys being able to hang and run with us for four quarters, man. I think eventually uh, they just can't keep pace. They, they're scoring 10 points here and there. And, like, they – the way they looked against South Carolina – like I was just I didn't I didn't I didn't see them I see them losing two more games, period. I think they lose to Auburn and I think Texas A and M is, is it could be a loss. So us and Auburn, I think for sure losses for Georgia. Yeah, definitely. Uh that, that Auburn game looking 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 kind of funny for them. It uh looking real funny for them, actually. Um I, I think if if we were to go in there and, and do what we're supposed to and and, and beat them like we're supposed to. They'll lose the Auburn game. I think they 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 won't know what they they're playing for. They won't have a why anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, think, this this yeah. is the team a lot of people had as national champs. Uh, a lot of predictions. A lot of people had them uh, easily winning the SEC East. Like nobody else was in this thing. 
Like it was just pretty much saying, "This means a lot, fellas. Um, we win this game. Sure. The, the perception around the country, everything changed. We're a top five program with a chance to make the playoffs. We headed to Atlanta, pretty much. So this 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 Saturday means a lot in this regime, man. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, and I, I think that this is Florida's, you know, big game on their national stage. You know, they had a uh, you know game against LSU where they they ultimately ended up getting defeated, but. You know, Florida looked quite good. There was some competition, you know, some discussion around them then. But you know, Florida comes out and beats Georgia, a team that's had their numbers the last their, their number the last couple of years. Uh, come out, beat them. Um, you know, they're a top ten team. You know, Florida then has a uh, you know top ten win on their resume, and and you have to start talking about them at some point. And you know, that's that time. You know, because then Florida, you know, comes in with a bunch of confidence into that Vanderbilt game. They go into that. They win the SEC East. You know, they look good against Missouri, have a bye week, and then FSU. You know, Florida could be going into that, uh, you know, SEC championship, you know, potentially riding real high against, you know, some, you know, a couple of, you know, weaker teams where they might be able to, to really start to, you know, get all of their, their gears in motion. But this is the time where Florida needs to come out. They need to play hard. You know, coming off a of bye week is always tough. But, you know, you got to get up for a game like this and, and get your three, you know, injured players back. You know, it's it's a huge game. So, you know, I like I like Florida's chances a lot. I think we match up well in areas where they uh, aren't as strong. And, you know, as long as Florida can contain their run, I like, you know, Florida's, you know, defense against uh, against Jake Fromm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We just got, like I said uh, earlier, got to take care of the football, win a turnover battle. Um, you know, that's, hypothetically, I don't think Jake Fromm is good enough to beat us. So um, especially not coming back from 14 down. Uh, you know, we, we get a pass rush on this guy. Uh, it's gonna make him do some things that he he's very. Oh, it could get so ugly if we got a pass rush. Yeah, it's, it's gonna make if him. NDA and ninety two healthy, it could get ugly. That's I'm, I'm, like I believe it could, bro. If those yeah. two guys are healthy, we done with Georgia right now. Until next week. Screw Georgia. Hey, big win this weekend, fellas. Let's get it. Yes, right, sir. What do we got for a score prediction? Uh, 30, 30, 31, 24. Gators. I'm going to go 31-17. I don't think they're getting 20 on us, bro. I'm going to go 31-17. I like it big, bro. I'm going to go 28-17. 28-17. Okay. Cam, hop in. What you got, Cam? What you got? Well, I don't know. My three, every time y'all pick a score, I'd have to change mine on my head. <laughs> Uh, I'm right there with you, right around uh, maybe 34, 21-ish. Hopefully we put it on a little worse. I like it. I like what you mind, AK. I don't see no people getting 20s on us, though. I'm, I'm, I, hope I'm, I hope I'm right, but we're going to see. They did. They just haven't looked very good this season. Now, I say all that to say, you know, they have some great talent on their team. Absolutely. They just haven't, they just haven't looked good. Um, so I hope this isn't the week that they put it together, but I don't think they have a cohesive offense. I think their defense is taking a step back, and I think that Florida is riding a little bit of a higher pain than they are right now. Uh, just coming off of a of a good comeback win against South Carolina, um, you get your your two two of your top what three four you know defensive players back. Um, you know guys that have been disruptors all season. Um, you know this is do you one think of the first? Go ahead. Do you think? James Kodak can outsmart Todd Grantham. 
No, but I think Todd Grantham can out Todd Grantham himself sometimes. Uh, that's possible. But right. <laughs> not against James Coley, though. No, I don't think that James Coley is good. I don't think he was good at Miami. I don't think he was good at Kentucky. That's where he was right before. And then I don't think he's good at Georgia. Um, you know, they took they took a big step back uh, when Cheney left to go to Tennessee. Uh, and I just don't think that that was the right move. I don't think he has a proven track record and showing again this year. You know, Fromm has taken a big step back. And if they didn't have, you know, Swift at running back, I, I, I just don't even know how they'd be able to get the ball um, – you know, moving on offense. Uh, but it just doesn't look like a Georgia team that has as many five stars as they recruited as well as they have for so long. Because, and don't get me wrong, obviously Kirby Smart's, you know, done well, you know, but he inherited a pretty talented team. Mark Rick wasn't a terrible recruiter. So they have a lot of a lot of talent on that team. So it is pretty surprising that despite the fact that they only have one loss and they're a top 10 team in the country, they just, they haven't looked like a top 10 team at any point this season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, another, they got little injuries to watch out for too. Lawrence Cager, the wide receiver transfer from Miami, is probably their uh, most reliable wide receiver. Um, he, he's got, he's injured. He's a little iffy this week, so that's one to watch out for, man. Because if he's down, it's pretty much Pickens and, and the rest of these guys. We should be able to lock down, man. Um, so that's just another one to watch out for during this week, fellas. I'm all good here. Y'all good? I'm good, man. Gators. Who got the song? Do you guys want to know a dandy oh, fact? No. Dan. Go ahead, bro. No, you, you Dan. Trying to make this a thing, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah this, this is a, this is a good one. You um, can't make it a thing, Dan. We, it, like other people have to make it a thing. All right, you can't fine. make your own thing. All right. Well, this is this is a dandy fact, and then the internet can decide. We'll <laughs> throw a poll up tomorrow morning. Um, I just got an email while we were here that our podcast, this one, Stadium and Gale, you guys are going to love this, was the 94th ranked podcast in Indonesia last week. So um, shout out to all of our listeners in Indonesia. We appreciate y'all. It's it's probably only like 94 podcasts in Indonesia, bro. As long as we're ranked, that's all I care about. All right. Was any other Gator podcast on there? Nope. Oh, then. Okay, (sighs) we won it. I'll take it. Let me take it. Shout, shout out to my buddy, uh, my buddy Greg Romius, who lives in Bali now. Played in the NFL for a few years, got an insurance check, moved out to Bali, and he's living his best life. So shout out to Greg. I'm sure he's one of our listeners. Yeah, shout out, Greg. Senior boy, you know invite. Who got this? I know you got the song, Dan. Let's get this over with, bro. Come on. <sighs> so last time I talked, I talked way too long. So this time we're going to bring it back to, uh, <laughs> to country music um, because – that's just who I am. And so uh, we're going to go with Kip Moore, who's from Georgia, uh, one of my favorite music artists. And he has a song called The Bull, uh, what I love. So one of my favorite Kip Moore songs. So we're going to do Kip Moore, The Bull. The Bull. And boys, I'm going to be out there like a bullfighter on Friday. Already. 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 Same time next week. week. Yep. Stay even Miguel, baby. Same place. Yep, yep, yep. Who knows? I might wind up on the cover of a Rolling Stone with a pair of shades and a Grammy in my hand. 
just a blue jean boy in a great big world of years. I got my speech already in my head. Then I say, then I say, yeah, I say. Thank you, Uncle D, for teaching me to love my bone guitar. Thank you, girl from Broken Bow, who shot an arrow through my heart. Thank you, Mama, for the roll, and thank you, Daddy, for the rock. Most of all, most of all, thanks to the bulls that bucked me off. Rhymes up in my mind into a hit, and it played a hundred times a day on the radio, and it gave a little broken heart somewhere, some hope. I'd jump on stage and the chorus would go, da 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 da. Thank you, Uncle D, for teaching me to love my bone guitar. Thank you, girl from Broken Bow, who shot an arrow through my heart. Thank you, Mama, for the roll, and thank you, Daddy, for the rock. Most of all. Love my bone guitar. Thank you, girl from Broken Bow, who shot an arrow 